On this episode of This Is True Really News, my son Ian messes up Florida, but good. Please like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News. We need the viewers and listeners. We're trying to grow. And we would like you to be part of our comedy cavalcade. Wow. That was painful. Why do I feel like we should be in black and white now? Wait a minute. I was really proud of that one. I, it was lovely, but I still think we should be in black and white. And, like, our wife should come in with flouncing with dresses and and aprons. Wow. I've yet to see Ann flounce. This is going yeah. to be record-breaking. It could kill you. Yeah. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Cleveland, Georgia is home to Cleveland. Well, this one's in Georgia, not the one in Ohio or Minnesota. That's true. True. Or Minneapolis, Kansas. How many Clevelands are there? No one cares. Cleveland, Georgia is home to Babyland General Hospital, according to the mirror. The mirror. What's the mirror doing there? Anyway, looking for something to print, they suggest suggest not to go there with a broken finger or to deliver a human infant. It's a faux. It's a fake hospital. No, it's a faux hospital. Fake sounds so grass. Oh, okay. So it's not real. Yeah, F-A-U-X. It's actually a toy store where fans of Cabbage Patch dolls can witness a birth as a nurse calls out dilation updates. Five leaves apart, seven leaves apart, nine leaves apart. Oh, boy. Even announcing the necessity for a leavesiotomy, which is like an episiotomy, only stupider. (laughs) And involving plants. And cabbage patch dolls. I thought those died a painless death after they were so hot for a while. Yeah. No, apparently they didn't. Babyland General Hospital. Finally, according to a Twitter post from Sarah Baird, a recent visitor the Cabbage Patch doll is born. <laughs> Shoppers and visitors it's who want to adopt a new doll still have to sign the adoption papers. But the store's guarantee is comprehensive. If your doll becomes damaged, you can send it back. And if it can't be repaired, they'll kill it humanely and build, build you another one from its spare parts. Yeah, ooh, I like this idea. My, idea is, way, my idea is better than theirs. Yeah. You can send it back, and if it can't be fixed, they'll send you a coffin and death certificate so you can lay it to rest. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me explain to you the sad state of affairs when I have the derision nod going. (laughs) Me. One Twitter user visited as a child said, I'm so glad to know it's just as odd and terrifying as I remember. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. When my son Ian churned over Florida a few weeks ago. You know, and I got to tell you, I don't, I don't, I mean, Ian's a nice kid, but he's always kind of laid back. I never saw him as that sort of ambitious. We kind of left a trail of destruction. He did. <laughs> High winds and Florida. Well, I could see that with Eric. Yeah, and Drew, right, maybe. Right? You put Drew. Eric and Drew together, they would have. Oh, my Lord, those two. The Druid. They, they just move fast. Or Eru. But a week after the storm passed, some people in three of the worst hit counties saw an unexpected beacon of hope. Nearly 3,500 residents. Was it God? Maybe. 
Nearly 3,500 residents of Collier, Charlotte, and Lee counties received a push notification on their smartphones offering $700 cash assistance, no questions or strings. A Google algorithm deployed in partnership with nonprofit GiveDirectly had estimated from satellite images that those people lived in badly damaged neighborhoods and needed some help. It also looks at the socioeconomic status of the neighborhood, right? The individuals offered money were users of a benefits app called Providers that manages food stamp payments. Targeting messages with the help from AI software from Google allowed GiveDirectly to offer aid only to people who lived in areas devastated by Ian more quickly than manually sorting through the roles, uh, rather the roles of the app's users. Isn't that a sweet thing? That's a kind of a cool thing, but I would be skeptical if were I to get one. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm, I'm afraid now. <laughs> yeah, do you think they can find you? Do you th remember watching the net way back when with Sandra Bullock and uh, oh, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. What's his duck? The comedian Dennis Leary. No, Dennis the conservative guy with the beard. Oh, Dennis red hot for a while. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Miller. And, and, and we all thought, oh, that's cute, but please come on. Yeah. That didn't even scratch the surface. People <laughs> didn't even scratch the surface. <clears throat> when Jen Ross returned home from the gym about seven o'clock on the morning of August 17th, she found an unexpected guest in her Mount Mount. Mount Manganui, Mount Gunaway, New Zealand home. Mm. Let's just go as you found an unexpected guest in her home. That would have been easier, Tom. I like that. A young fur seal. Jen's husband, Phil, is a marine biologist, but unfortunately he wasn't home to meet the loper, according to the Guardian. I really missed my time to shine, he said. <laughs> he believes the seal came in through the cat door. In through the cat door. Cat door. Yeah, Prince, take that one to the bank. Uh, in through the cat door and spend some time in the guest room. I can't finish a thought, can I? No. In through the cat door and spend some time in the guest room and on the couch. But thankfully, didn't have to leave anything inside. Or maybe it used the toilet properly. Yes, because I'm pretty sure young fur seals know how to do that. Oh, yes, they're very intelligent. Said hubby Phil, I think that would have been pretty terminal for the future. No, for the furniture. That's it. <laughs> Said it's not uncommon for the young seals to range far and wide this time of year. I guess, like all teenagers, they just don't always make good decisions. <laughs> uh, I still like Into the Cat Door. That would have been a great hit for Into the Cat Door. been a great hit for Prince, don't you think? She wore a sir, sure, or what, a fur seal beret. Ooh, that's disgusting. In any case, and it still honked. Yes, it did. Eight oh five a.m. Oh, the Flathead Beacon Police Blotter. Eight oh five a.m. A masked woman tried to shoplift a bunch of candy bars, but was unsuccessful. <laughs> if you're going to go masks, go go bigger than candy bars, lady. You know, it seems like a lot of effort for a really bad outcome. You might want to. <laughs> Just consider purchasing some candy yeah. bars. Maybe just a whole other line of work. 8.36 a.m., a woman called dispatch, said she was sick of white men and told them to bring your asses over here. I'm going to kick them. 
All of us? Yes. She then agreed to leave dispatch alone for the rest of the day. <laughs> Is there a line? I mean, do we have to? <laughs> do we make appointments? <laughs> I would. I would think you'd have to. Uh, 10.25 a.m., the driver of a fuel truck for firefighting aircraft drove to the wrong airport. Yeah, well, that's worthy of a 911 call. See, see the, so the fire's over there. The uh, 12.38 p.m., someone butt-dialed 911 while taking a tour of Conrad Mansion. And who wouldn't? I mean, really. 1.05 p.m., Two drivers let their anger get the better of them after a minor fender bender following a lane merge near the courthouse. So they didn't have far to go to adjudicate the whole mess. Oddly precise. <laughs> Yay! Click here for the exact latitude and longitude. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.